Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Today's episode is brought to you by Kate McLeod. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I'm recording this live from Milan. I'm so excited to be here. It's fashion week. If you happen to miss any of my content, head to my Instagram at Liv Perez. I covered the entire week. I'm so excited for all the shows and to be here. I've actually never done Milan fashion week, so I'm hoping it's a good time. I haven't been to Europe since before COVID, so I'm also so excited to be here. I'm going to be doing a fashion month recap next week on the pod, so stay tuned for that too. Today's episode is such a good one because I love Kate McLeod and I love her products. She's someone that I truly admire in the industry. And no matter what you want to do, she had so many gems for building a business today. And if you're looking to build something in beauty, definitely take notes. She was once a pastry chef and now she's a beauty entrepreneur. So she knows a thing or two about good ingredients. During her days in the kitchen, Kate actually suffered from really dry skin, leading her to one day try cocoa butter as a lost self. The results were transformational for her. But cocoa butter was rock hard in its natural state. It was hard to put on. And Kate wondered if she could actually make it easier to apply without diluting its raw power as a solid. And so was born the Kate McLeod Body Stones, a first of its kind and a product that softened on warm, dry skin. With only five ingredients, cocoa butter, sweet almond oil, apricot kernel oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil, it is no wonder it's become a cult favorite, being seen on Naomi Watts's Into the Gloss Top Shelf and flying off the shelves at Sephora. In today's episode, Kate and I talk about building a hero product and defining your niche, and what it took to build a beauty brand that caught Sephora's eye. If you want to try Kate McLeod's Body Stones, use code FRIEND at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. I promise you guys won't regret it. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcast, and make sure you follow us, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in today. Have an amazing week ahead, everybody. Here's my conversation with my friend, Kate McLeod. Hi, Olivia. It's great to meet you. Great to meet you too. How are you today? I'm so good. I'm so glad to hear it. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for doing this today. You are someone who has created such an incredible brand for herself in the beauty industry. (laughs) What you do is like so unique and so thoughtful and intentional. And I really love that. And I think in a space right now that is so congested and so many things and so many new plastic bottles that end up at my house and so many random products that I'm being like ushered to put on my face. It's super refreshing to meet you and see your product, which is the total opposite of that. So I'm so excited. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Oh, that's such a sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. In learning more about you, you have such a kind of like long 
winding, crazy journey, which I think in today's world is very relatable, especially for my generation, people who are going to college, maybe getting out of college and doing nothing like what they studied or having a job right out of school and then ending up like 180 totally different. And I just experienced that with so many of my friends. And I think your story is such a testament to life's going to guide you where it's going to guide you. I would love to hear a little bit about your experiences that led you to starting your own beauty business. I know you were a baker, a banker. You lived internationally for a while. You went to culinary school. Tell us a little bit about how that culminated in your business today. Yeah, it's so nice to hear that that resonates with people because while I was living it, there were so many times where it's so easy to look around and be like, oh my goodness, I'm the only person who doesn't have any idea what I want to be doing. It's scary. So, so yeah, I graduated college. I had actually interned in one of the investment banking programs throughout school and landed right on the trading floor in 2008 and did a couple of years in finance and realized this is not really for me. I, from the time I was a little girl, I've always loved working with my hands, whether it was like making friendship bracelets or playing in the sand or with clay. I just I love making things with my hands. And I had really developed an interest in food. So I did end up in culinary school. Life had brought me abroad and I opened up a major order bakery in London and I was having so much fun. And then life brought me to a, a bunch of different other places. And then by surprise, it brought me back to New York in 2015. I had met someone in college and we had dated on and off. It was very rocky. We were very young. And then we really, really called it off. That's when I moved to New York and I started uh, you know, on the trading floor and I met someone else. And for seven years, I was with someone else. And always in the back of my mind, this God, this other person, which I thought was just, you know, I had to put that to bed. And then very unexpectedly in 2015, he did show back up. I was living in Zurich. I was about two months out from my wedding. And he was coming to Europe for work. He actually, my husband, he's now my husband, started Hinge. He also has a startup, which is no longer a startup anymore. He was launching Hinge in Europe and he reached out. And it had been eight years since we'd seen each other. And we sat down that weekend for a cup of coffee. He basically, he arrived in Zurich unannounced, told him I would speak with him on the phone and he hopped on a plane. And I ended up in New York the next week. And it was a whirlwind and a dream come true and a fairy tale. So I was in New York and everything was different. There was a lot of uncertainty, really lacking in stability. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I was, I, right before I came back, I was about to reopen the bakery in Zurich where I had been living and I landed in New York and I just, I didn't know what I was going to do. And New York can be, New York is an amazing city and there's so many people, but it can also be a really scary and daunting place. You can feel a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of anonymity in New York. And I think that this is especially relatable. I ended up, there were days where I was just, it was hard to like get the energy up to like go out and leave the apartment. I, I just, I was lost. I was floundering. I didn't know what I was doing. And around that time, I met who was to become my sister-in-law, this magical woman. And she had actually been through a really big life change around her 30th birthday as well. And she understood that I was, while on the outside, it looked very like fairy tale-ish and amazing, that 
it was also probably really hard. And we became very good friends. And one day she saw me putting lotion on my body and she pulled me aside rather forcefully and threw the bottle out and asked me a question. She said, do you have any idea what you're putting on your body? And no one had ever asked me that. You know, I grew up in the U.S. going to pharmacies, buying lotions and plastic bottles. I never, I guess I just kind of assumed that there was some board, some group that was looking out for consumers, that everything in there was safe. And anyway, I just never questioned it. She threw the bottle of lotion out and she actually gave me a chunk of raw cocoa butter. So just to clarify, this is not coconut oil. This is not shea butter. Coconut cocoa, <laughs> cocoa butter, the fat of the cocoa beans. So we're talking about chocolate here, basically. Great for a baker. It was great for me because I had seen cocoa butter and I had I had played with it in the kitchen. But I had never, and and I had also purchased like cocoa butter lotions when I was growing up. I've always loved the smell of cocoa butter, but I had never actually considered just taking the raw substance and trying to apply that to my body. And if you've ever seen raw cocoa butter, it is a rock. It's not like shea butter. You can't push your thumb into it. It's not like coconut oil. You can't scoop it out with a spoon. You have to like hack this apart with like a butcher knife. Like it is, it is tough. It is solid. It has a melting point that is basically the core, your core inner body temperature. And she said, and I was like, what am I going to do with this? You know, can we put it in the microwave? And she was like, absolutely not. She's like, you're going to work it onto your skin. It's going to take a while, but you really need to spend some time with yourself. And the deeper meaning of that went right over my head at the time, but I did work it into my skin. And the next day I woke up and the results were, were pretty unbelievable. Cocoa butter, in my opinion, is the best thing you can put on your body. It is so full of the vitamins and nutrients to give your skin that like soft, glowing, nourished. It's so deeply healing. It's a vitamin E, but the application process is terrible. And so I thought, well... You know, I love to make recipes and I was like, this is kind of, I guess this is like working with chocolate. So I, I went home and I melted the cocoa butter down and I thought if I could play with this, like I play with a ganache. So like a ganache, a truffle filling, which is like 50, 50, like chocolate and another, and another fat, say a butter to give that the inside of that truffle, that amazing velvety melt on your tongue taste and feel so I melted the cocoa butter down and I thought, let me see if I can bring in other oils to lower the melting point of the cocoa butter so that when I take this finished mixture, whatever I was making, and I touch it to my skin, it melts on contact. And I did that. I, I would make these mixtures and pour them into mason jars for years. And I would dig them out with wooden spoons and I'd form it into a ball in my hands and I'd rub it all over my body. And over time, it was interesting. Like I had great skin. If you use the body stone, that is one thing. Like I can't take credit for it. The ingredients themselves are amazing. You will have wonderful skin. It works. But what I also realized is that on days or on nights, say I put it on my legs before I went to sleep. Or say I got up in the morning and the first thing I did after I showered was applied this mixture all over my body. That extra moment of care, it 
it was a connection, a point of connection with myself through my own touch, like expressing care for myself. That moment of connection made me want to get out of the apartment and go connect with other people. It gave me the confidence and the desire to like take another positive step in the right direction. So instead of say sitting at my breakfast counter and eating a couple bowls of cereal and and not getting out of sweats or leggings all day, I decided, okay, no, I'm going to go out. I'm going to answer some emails. I'm going to reach out to people. I'm going to see what I can do. And I, I started to notice like all these positive steps and it really got me out of this negative spiral and it turned it around. And it became a really meaningful practice to me. It was like my little hack. If I did this, I felt good about myself and I wanted to continue that trend. That's the beauty of self-care is just that moment of, you know, filling up your own cup. Someone actually said to me last night, it's, it's fashion week and I'm in the middle of it in New York right now. And it's nonstop. And I, you kind of feel like you're being thrown in a thousand directions. And I should not have gone to this event for my friend last night as much as I like wanted to support them. I had, my cup was at zero. I still went, I got there. I literally had nothing to give. I had zero energy. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel anything like, and a friend of mine said to me, he was like, it's the thing of the spoonies. Like he called it spoonies. He was like, you go out every day and you only have a few spoons to give. And at the end of the day, you have to collect all your spoonies back or your like cup's not going to be full and you're not going to have anything to give. And I really believe that I feel like that's what I think of the ethos of self-care is like, if I don't take that time to fill up my cup, I have nothing to give to anybody else or myself. So I love that that was such a moment of revelation for you and what spurred the brand. What's interesting to me is, so you had this internal moment and obviously you're working with an amazing material and see so much success. What was the moment for you that you were like, oh, I think this has legs for others too? Yeah, I love that with the spoonies. Sorry, that is adorable. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that with me. And the thing that I think a lot of people get wrong is they expect to get them back from everyone else. But honestly, you've got to fill them up yourself. You've got to put fuel in your tank. And that's what I was doing. You you hit the nail right on the head. And then I could give. And then you also draw more people to you and you become more magnetic. And it's just life just gets so much better when you take care of yourself. That's what I wanted to share. Because it was seriously, this is why we say it's everyday magic. It was like, oh my God, this is magical. I love this. And my husband and I were getting married and we had a very small wedding, only 40 people. And we gathered together the people that we love the most in the world. And I made the entire goodie bag, me and my mom. And there was like homemade hot cocoa mix. There were these cute socks. There were biscottis in it. And I wanted to share something from our home. And that thing I wanted to share was this mixture. It wasn't the stone yet. And my husband was like, no one's going to dip it out of a jar. Like you're going to have to find another way. And I was like, okay, you're probably right. And I had all my old silicone baking molds and I poured little cannelets for the wedding and I gave them out and people really liked them. And then when I got back to New York, I actually started going like, there were a few bloggers that I followed and they had garden parties. It was springtime. And I would go and I would bring them a present. I'd be like, Hey, what do you think of this? And I just started sharing it with people and getting ideas. And as I started sharing it with people, I also was iterating and improving it on the side. So that's when I developed the mold. I found you know, a very small silicon mold maker in Long Island City. I got laughed out of a packaging fair in Flatiron and realized I was going to have to find something different. And that's when I 
stumbled upon, I, you know, I saw a salt canister in my kitchen and I made an Alibaba account and found someone who would work with me and make bamboo canisters for what was becoming the stone. And then I was introduced to an owner of a beauty store downtown and I didn't even have a label. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a price. And she was like, come, come meet with me. And I sat down at her desk and she looked at it and she was like, I have nothing like this on my shelves. I will take 20. Bingo. I mean, ding, ding, ding. Olivia, it was crazy because I was like, okay, I think I have them. I was still literally pouring them over my kitchen stove. And I gave her 20 and she sold them in a day. And she ordered 40 more that weekend. And they were gone in like a day and a half. And she gave one. I didn't, it was on the beauty. And Naomi Watts is a partner there. I didn't realize that they gave one to Naomi. Naomi put it in her into the gloss article. She had oh, her wow. top shelf piece. There yeah, coming up like the next month. If you're ever going to market anything, it belongs in a, into the glass story in a top shelf. And it was not even just in like the top shelf piece. They also had this really cute video of someone like tossing the stone into this, you know, off scene, like into Naomi. And she like demonstrated putting it on her arm. And Olivia, I will never forget this. I was sitting at home and all of a sudden I had this very, very simple square space site up. And all of a sudden I started getting orders and I got a call from Onda Beauty that they wanted like hundred. <laughs> like, what's going on? And they're like, you haven't seen the article? And I'm like, no, I have no idea what's happening. And that was both a blessing. It was also a nightmare because I was hand pouring each and every single one over my stove. I learned so much during that. Like I it fulfilled all the orders that month. And then I took my Squarespace site down and I said, all right, if I'm going to do this, and I feel like I just really tested the market and this is this has some legs. Like I want to bring this to the world. I want to have a partner. And I started looking for a co-founder and a a mutual friend introduced Nicola, my co-founder and I, we met for coffee. We are complete opposites, truly, but it felt right. Like it felt really right. And I'm like, I think this could actually work. I think with co-founders, you need someone that mirrors you like oppositely. Like they have to have your weaknesses and your strengths. You guys can't have the same skill set or else what's the point? Exactly. That's us. So we, we joined forces. She got me out of my kitchen. We rented a space in Brooklyn and we officially launched. This brings us to like October of 2018. And our first big thing was we were on the Goop Holiday Gift Guide that year. And I spent that whole Christmas outside at the Columbus Circle Market selling stones, learning what resonated, what people liked, what was their like aha moment. And we have bootstrapped it from there. We are completely bootstrapped business. It's amazing. You were just saying that you've landed on the Goop gift guide. You just inked a major deal with Sephora. And something that's so fascinating to me that I love about your brand is it's a single object. Like everyone can come to you and know exactly what they're getting. You're quote unquote staying in your lane. And I think that that's something that a lot of brands in general maybe miss the mark on. They try to go to too many different avenues and all of a sudden you lose what your customer has originally come there for. How has kind of using that single skew idea been the most beneficial for your business? You know, we are not but by no means, we are not the first person to do a solid moisturizer. We are 
definitely not like cocoa butter has such a rich history. Like we are not the first person to suggest putting that on your skin. I think what we do differently is we look at the ingredients through a food lens. So we are still manufactured in-house. We do not use a contract manufacturer. And we, our lab, basically our workshop is really our kitchen. We still temper all of the cocoa butter. We blend in the oils. We hand pour all of the stones. The reason that this is so different, a lot of contract manufacturers work with these ingredients, but they can do hot and they can do cold. And with chocolate, if you've ever tried to, you know, if you've ever put chocolate on your stove to melt it down, you know, it can go very wrong. Me during COVID with a Toblerone bar, trying to melt Uh down the Toblerone bar so I could make chocolate covered strawberries. That was my peak boredom phase. And it was (laughs) an absolute disaster. That night I learned what the definition of temper means. And I forever started watching the Great British Break Off. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I think like, it can go really wrong really quickly. And so the difference with cocoa butter is that, and one thing that makes our product really different is we don't use beeswax. We don't use shea butter. Nothing wrong with those ingredients. I just think that they feel really waxy. (laughs) And to me, shea butter really rubs and hugs and sticks on the skin. Cocoa butter, when it's properly tempered, so you watch the temperature throughout the entire melting and cooling process, is really, really so. Going back to your question, we're looking at solids very differently. We're looking at them through a food lens. And we are truly doing it differently than right now anyone else out there. And we've become specialists at this. We're really, really good at what we do, working with the butter this way. And because of that, you know, a lot of times I get a very, like actually when we started speaking with Sephora, people were very skeptical. Oh, solid moisturizers, they don't really feel that great on the skin until I sent them samples. And they're like, wow, this is really, really different. That's because of how we work with the ingredients. That's how we get that silky, glide on, melt on contact feel. For everybody who has ever DM'd me being like, I'm in college. I don't know what I'm studying. I don't like it. How is this going to apply? Hearing everything you just said was exactly how I believe life just comes full circle. Knowing how to deal with these materials because of your baking background, you're truly bringing a whole other perspective and skill set to beauty that isn't or that isn't there. Thank you. It's really, it's looking back, it's really wild, but I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And I think just one other thing I will say on the fact that we are predominantly a body stone company. When we launched this, it was still very different and new in the beauty space. And people, everyone would come up to me and be like, oh, so it's soap. I'm like, no, it's not soap. And and getting over that. So I think you asked how is this beneficial to the business? The first thing I can really think of here is like, we now very clearly, we have our product and people know what it is that we do. And I think it took a few years and we are starting to expand. We have a face stone. I have something very new and exciting coming out this fall. There are other things that I would love to share with the world. But at the end of the day, by far, our hero product is the body stone and people know what it is. It took a few years to get to that point though. And I think staying tried and true to what we are specialists in, what our strengths are, helped us overcome that hurdle. I'm sure there are quite a few people listening right now who want to start a brand, have started a brand, and especially in the beauty space, landing a deal with Sephora is like the ultimate. I've had people on the show before who said when they started the brand, they literally year one built the box 
that they would need to put their product in at Sephora to like manifest that they would get into Sephora. So I would love to hear your best advice for people listening right now on how they can build a business that would seem attractive to a retailer like Sephora. Oh, wow. The dedication is real. <laughs> that's, quite a, that's quite a question. Sephora really, really surprised me. I had my doubts. I had my doubts because the body stone is so meaningful to me. It is my personal practice. And I was like, oh, Sephora, that feels, I don't know. And then I got on the phone and they did get samples. And our conversations got really, really rich, very friendly. And I have just been blown away by how good of a partner they are. And one of the things they said to me that really surprised me is they're like, what we love is that you really do one thing and you do it well, that you don't have 27 different SKUs, yeah. 27 different products. That's the key right there. Like, yeah. She's like, you're really like, this is artisanal. Like you have your craft and you, you do it well. And she recognized that. And they, they have just been such supporters ever since. But I was, I was like, I was just, I was, ah, I'm like, I, I love working with Sephora. And so I think, my advice would be just do what you love and hone your craft. And if you make something that you love, chances are there's a lot of other people in the world that are going to love it too. I would definitely consider that you guys are a like cult favorite beauty brand. Even the Naomi Watts story into the gloss, seeing how quickly you sold out. I would love to know in your opinion, what keeps the wheel spinning of a cult favorite beauty brand? Is it you know, encouraging reviews, creating engaging content, what do, in your mind really makes your customers feel seen and part of your community? It's so, so much. It's all the little things. It's sharing things on Instagram. It's the emails that we send. It's the way that we, you know, it's the blood, sweat, and tears that we poured into the website. I think the first thing is it's the back end, it's the team. And we have an amazing team. First of all, I have like the best co-founder on the face of planet Earth. I, my husband has even joked. He's like, I would love to hire her. And I'm like, you cannot. <laughs> we are a team. But that's the heart and soul of it right there. Our partnership, our relationship, that is the backbone. I'd say that if there was a second backbone, it would be the fact that the product actually has meaning. And that it's truly like a piece of my heart and soul in every in, in every body stone. And then there are countless other things that support it. So everything from the emails to the Instagram to in-person events. We just had an amazing oils workshop at our workshop upstate in Red Hook. And it was so much fun. And I made custom stones for a bunch of different editors. It was, it's a blast. It all comes together. It's all important. That must be so fun. I love the custom stone idea. There's so much to do when it's something that comes from your heart. And something I hear from so many founders, whether it's fashion, beauty, whatever it is, at the end of the day, product is king. Your marketing can be flat, like your team, whatever it is. If your product isn't good, like your customers are not going to keep coming back. So it's so about that. And I think that your business is such a testament to that. So I love hearing you say that that's really the backbone of the business. I think a good product and good people. You're someone who I would definitely call a beauty aficionado. What is your all-time favorite beauty hack? I think it has to be like if I, if you put on a really, really thick coat of the body stone and then get into a hot shower, 
and shave your legs. I'm pretty certain it'll be the best shave of your life. It's great. And you'll come out and you'll still be moisturized. I'm saying that at the risk of confusing people. That is not how I recommend applying the body stone. It is a moisturizer. It is not a soap. But I do. Yeah, I love to do that. I love to shave my legs with it. The other thing I will say, not just to, you know, pitch my products here, but the face stone is like the best base for like a makeup blender. I love Gucci Westman's makeup, but I will put on the face stone and then it's a cocum butter base. It's really buildable and it'll also set the makeup in place. And then I'll use her highlighters and her, you know, her many different sticks and I'll rub it into the face stone and it just makes, it's really lovely. I highly recommend it. I love that you just brought up Gucci Westman because I love Westman Atelier and I'm thinking of your brand and I'm thinking of that brand and the first thing that's coming to mind to me in terms of their success is the application. And I think that that's really a point of differentiation in my mind for a lot of beauty products is how do I put it on? Does it feel good when I'm doing that? Am I, is it something new and innovative? Even with Gucci's products, like I love putting those on my face. It is so much fun. I'll never forget the first time I got them. I was excited to do my makeup because it was so different and it, it felt good. It felt like a ritual which is kind of going back to what we were saying in the beginning, that this moment of self-care and keeping it exciting and fresh so that we can also represent that in the greater outer world. So it's interesting that you brought that up because I just think that there is so much synergy there in a really key, important factor of both of your success. Thank you. I'm honored to be compared to her. Touch is such a big thing for me, and it was so important. A lot of people, I think, when they hear it's made of cocoa butter, they think the stone is very heavy. I think we're conditioned to think of body butters as very thick, very sticky, you know, like you're not going to be able to put your clothes on afterwards. That's a lot of other stuff that's in those body butters. The body stone really glides on very, very lightly. It's cooling to the touch. And because of its physical form factor, it has a natural weight. I call them stones because I mean I have crystals all over my house. I find stones like holding them in my hand very, very grounding. And when I hold this in my hand, it felt like I was holding a stone and I felt like it was very grounding. Love so that. it's ground or, yeah. So it's grounding to holding your hand and you have that natural weight of just like the physical mass of the product that is pushing down on your skin. So I not only use these as a moisturizer, I you know, I think another thing with beauty that really gets me is that there's so many products. One of really the pillars of our brand is doing more with less. This is also the massage oil that I will always bring into a massage with me. And it's incredible. And not only is it an oil, but the stone actually works as a tool. You know, like think of that, like giving your partner like a lovely massage, running this up and down their spine and then massaging it in, running it up and down the IT band. It's, it's really lovely. As someone who has built an incredibly successful business in beauty, what's your best advice for others who want to do the same? To just keep showing up. And if you keep showing up and if you keep working, things will change. Things will shift. It will be a very up and down road. But if you keep at it, things happen. They just take time. Kate, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really loved hearing from you on this incredible product. And I'm such a huge fan of it myself. Thank you so much for sending me some. But I know that our audience will really resonate with this and how incredible all the work that's gone into building this business. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Olivia, for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. 
And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.